Well played. No, no, start recording. <laughs> I, I am already recording, but yes. Good. Okay, recording now. <laughs> Welcome to Well Played, your weekly podcast about stuff and things. This week we're talking about looking for gamers, which we all went to. No, that's not what we're talking Welcome to Well Played. Yeah, okay. Welcome to Well Played, your weekly podcast. It's not weekly, it's fortnightly or monthly. Who cares? We're talking about CanCon, which we just went to. It was great. What do you guys think? <laughs> The end. Thank you for listening to World Play. You can like and subscribe and send us a thing. <laughs> it Best was ever. remarkably close and then at the same time, not at all. Um, <laughs> I had a pretty good time at CanCon. Uh, it was very draining, however. I, I find those weekends of conventions to be awesome fun when you're there and then when you're done, you're like, I need like two weeks to recover. What did you guys think? I'm yeah. just so wrecked, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tiring I went to work weekend. today. Yeah. Yep. I had today I off, taken and I'm today off as well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, basically, CanCon's a convention in Canberra uh, focusing on war games and uh, with some other sort of nerd groups that are participate as well. So we've got uh, the Magic players are there as well, and the board gamers are there as well. Um, there's like a little second-hand stall where they have uh, leftover miniatures and unwanted board games for resale, and uh, they also have a board games library, which is where we spent most of the weekend. It is indeed. <laughs> and... I'd say at this point the... Um... Things that aren't wargaming have sort of grown like a parasite upon the uh, um, the, the convention and finally overtaken its host because the wargaming you know probably took about half, slightly less than half the space now. So, and oh, there certainly I... seem to be a lot more people doing board games than wargaming. Yes, I would say in terms of space allocation, I think definitely the board games area was full, but like. The War Games areas have, like, double the space, because there's also the second building where they've got, like, half the building. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, let's go through the games that we played, and we'll, yeah, just talk about those, because, you know, board games. Yay. Um, sure. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, what was the highlight of the weekend for you? The games, like, a new game that you hadn't tried before? Um, I really liked In the Name of Odin. It doesn't have such an amazing rap on Board Game Geek, but I played with Crystal, Mrs. Volksite, Mr. Crystal, and Dave. Um, <laughs> uh, it was fine. I had a lot of fun. It was a bit hard to get through the rules at first, but uh, you know, I had a lot of fun with it. Got some really, I would say, new takes on existing concepts. So I would have bought it in the end, but uh, there weren't any copies available. Ah, so... And what, what's the design of the game? What, what, what is the game sort of sold as? Jeez, I don't really know. I don't know how to describe it, honestly. Um, it's worker placement, I guess. Kind, well, uh, no, really? not really. No. Actually, 
production uh, selection, maybe? No, that's sort of not really. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. We're doing so well. Um, this this is not uh, enlightening no, me at all. Me a week to think it, <laughs> uh, if you've given me a week to think about the game and uh, construct management. a coherent review, I might be able to tell you something about it, but it's not even really hand management. Well, it's resource management. It's managing what actions you have available to you in your hand and then trying to work out what you do with what's in your hand, what little dudes you have, and what options are on the board, I guess. At this point in time, <laughs> after gaming for three straight days and then working for one of them on very little sleep and the boiling heat of Sydney, it game was fun. <laughs> um... Thematically, I assume Norse, we're talking, um, and... Yeah, filled with Vikings, yep. 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 So many ships and Vikings and um, Brunhildes, it was fantastic. <laughs> I really loved the Celtic graphic design. There was, it, was, it was simple, but it was nice and effective. Okay, cool. And, I, I, and I'm, I'm getting vibes of like a whole bunch of different genres, so it's like a mishmash of a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, well constructed. Yeah. How long did it go for? Hour or two, hour and a half maybe, a little bit longer. We had five players, so that obviously takes some time, and then learning the game adds a bit more time to it. So yep. I put it comfortably in that hour range for um, if you've already played. Okay, cool. Um, and and yeah, okay. So that was learning the rules at the same time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'll have to have a look at it. Um, is it been out long? Is this just something that we've just come across recently, or no? It came out, I think, at Essen last year. Okay, so yeah, it's entirely possible that we just haven't got copies in Australia yet. Um, it, it was definitely came out last year. Um, I'm not sure which convention they chose to launch at. There are definitely copies in Australia. There just weren't any copies at 4 p.m. on the Sunday of CanCon. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Cool. All right. Uh, Crystal, what was your favourite game that you got to try while we were there? Um, I think my favourite actually ended up being Port Royale, which I ended up playing with Nick and you, Blue Tongue, on two separate occasions. Cool. And was it just as enjoyable both times, or...? Ah, uh, it was. It's it's a cute little uh, push-your-luck kind of game with a couple of extra elements. Yep. Um, with a sea theme. So, since I enjoyed it so much, I rushed out to buy it, got it home on day three, and we thought, oh, we'll crack it out and have a quick little game. Turns out it's the wrong version. It's the wrong version? Yep. So, the, the game we played had about 120, 160 cards in the deck. Yep. Uh, and it's called Port Royale. Yep. The version I bought was Port Royale Unterwegs, which yep. is a slightly different version with much less cards. Ah. This yeah. is I'm, interesting I'm information. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced uh, Port Royal, by the way. Oh, Point Royal. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, ah, I have okay. an E on the end if it was pronounced Point Royale. I, kn I knew the game was a standalone expansion thing. That went along with yeah. the Port Royal game, but I didn't realise it was that standalone and probably not so much of a game in of its own right. 
Well, apparently it is, but I mean, we opened it and I saw the card deck and it was, what, 60 cards? And I'm like, uh, no. We are missing stuff. I like having more cards. Yeah. So, I'm going to see if I can return it and somehow get my hands on a copy of the version we played. Hmm. Where did we get it from? Games Capital. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Convenient for me. (laughs) Not so much for you. (laughs) Um, yeah, exactly. Um... (laughs) I, I, I think my solution is more just to get a copy of the full game and add my existing expansion to it rather than, yeah, being that bothered about returning the, my current one. Yep. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Tom? What was your favourite? Um, I... I liked Jamaica, honestly. I think... That was a good a good purchase retrospectively. <laughs> I bought it without having played it, and um, yeah, everyone seemed to have fun going through it. Um, uh, like there was a bunch of stuff that I got to try while we were there, and I found it all great to try, and I'm glad that I got to try that try it. But uh, I I don't really want to add it to my collection in any you know foreseeable future. Um, so. Aside from Port Royal, which I got a copy of, uh, I also got a copy of Jamaica and Castles of Mad Kidding Ludwig, which we've mentioned many times on the show before. Um, <laughs> Mad Kidney Ludwig. Yes. Mad Coink Ludwig, yes. <laughs> um, so. Who's the uh, designer of Jamaica? Are you saying this because it's an unpronounceable name? Uh, no, not at all. I wouldn't do that. Malcolm Brass, Bruno Cathala, and Sebastian Poshon. Ah, Bruno Cathala. Funny that. <laughs> you are a Cathala fan? Yeah, pretty much uh, everything that he has ever made that I always basically <laughs> go out and buy a copy immediately. Right. Is, is that perhaps why you were asking, Nick? No, okay. I was just interested. I don't have any motives, dude. Okay. I'm just okay. asking. Okay. <laughs> um, so Jamaica is a game where you each play a pirate captain. Um, specific captains don't have like unique abilities, but they do give you a bit of history that, and some really like colourful and well-designed cards and stuff to go with it. And uh, you are racing one another around Jamaica. Um, uh, like the island, and you're stopping in pirate ports and attacking one another and um, and collecting gold and bits and pieces along the way. So it's a pretty solid game, um, and it's pretty light on as well. Like, normally I try to avoid like games that involve conflict between players, but this is, honestly wasn't that bad. And uh, my wife blew me up on the first turn, so um, what can I say? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. It, like the, it was the ultimate irony as well, because the uh, the attack die have like a I win roll, and the attacker gets to go first, and the defender gets to go second. Um, but uh, I had uh, the extra bonus roll, like the big cannon that gives you a bonus to your uh, to your roll, and um, she took it off me when she rolled the I win roll. So that was <laughs> that was unfortunate. <laughs> how, how would you describe the mechanics of the game apart from racing? Uh, so it is a role selection, um, 
that's basically it. It's like just a card drawing roll selection game um, where you roll the dice and then you choose which of your cards that you want to play that will correspond to the values on the dice. That's basically it. Yeah. Would you say that's accurate? You sound unconvinced. I wouldn't necessarily call it a roll selection game. Okay. Well, it's it's not that... Action selection? Yeah. I guess action selection is probably a better, more specific thing. Like, it's not really connected to a euro or something like that where you're... Um, like, you know, you're choosing one of five roles that you will, you know, do certain things or execute the, certain things during that turn. But, um, yeah. But you are given, like, a limited set of choices and you get to make your choices based on, you know, which of the three cards that you drew. Hmm. Um, there's also meant to be a... <laughs> um, there's also meant to be an expansion called The Crew coming out this year, uh, which basically lets you, like, recruit crew members and stuff like that as you go around. Um, and that looks really awesome as well, giving you some, you know, more options and, you know, a bit more strategic ilk to it rather than uh, just uh, rolling the dice and hoping for the best. That uh, should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Not glorified snakes and ladders. <laughs> I'm going to put this way before I think oh, about you too mean, much. <laughs> you mean like Talisman? Uh, I, I've not played Talisman, but uh, okay. Oh, um, you're quite lucky. <laughs> is, that, is that something I should play? <laughs> uh, you should play that by yourself, or possibly with your wife. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. How long does uh, it you'll, take? You'll both have so much fun. Oh, days. Out. What? Definitely hours. Cool. <laughs> more, more than one hour, less than a day, hopefully. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Remember excellent. that three-day game of Risk that we played, like, you know, 16 years ago? Yep, yep, I do. Remember how, remember how much fun that was? <laughs> it was so much fun for the first day... <laughs> After that, it did, I will admit, get a little tedious. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is probably the most understatement, understated thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, risk, risk. Um, yeah, okay, I, I, I remember that. I, I assume you're going to draw a connection between that and, and Talisman? Oh, yeah, just the general feels, you know. Surely there's not as much backstabbing in Talisman. No, well, no, it's not other people backstabbing you, it's the game. You know, oh, yeah. you, you're, you're yes. doing well? No. Nah. <laughs> cool. You don't need that strength. You can get by without some dexterity. Things will be fine, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> so, Blue Tongue, that's not the only Cathala game you played this weekend, was it? No, it was not. What else did you play? <laughs> Other games. No. Um, I. Uh, it's called Oceana, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, is that a Cathala no. game? No. No. Okay. Oceana is it, not It is Cathala. not correct. I. I. I just oh, wow. Yes, again. <laughs> so, uh, um, Oceana is Antoine Balza. Oh, Balza. I'm getting. 
I'm getting my Brunos and my Antons mixed up, I think. Mm. Mm. Anyway, yep. So what? Okay, well, uh, I'm guessing what other game I played this weekend then? Uh, uh, was it Abyss? Uh, was yes, it was. Oh, hooray! First guess. Yay! <laughs> um, yeah. So Abyss is a game where you're playing as a. I, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, uh, are we a member of the Council of of the Deep? Um, I think we attempt to control the Council. Are we just manipulating the Council? Are we members? <laughs> are we the game or is the game us um we are god <laughs> so basically uh you're recruiting lords from the council of the deep and basically the game itself is a interesting blend of um you know push your luck um and you know card collection set collection plus uh, recruiting and mechanics there. Uh, it's really colourful and I, I, lo I really love the art for it. It has the most amazing art that I've seen in a game in a long time. Um, yeah. Uh, but I personally felt like the gameplay was a little weak. What did you guys think? Uh, I agree. The art was absolutely gorgeous. So pretty. Um, I actually didn't mind the game. Uh, I think... On the second play, we'd play very differently. Mm. I think we'd have, go into it with the knowledge of how the kind of three separate areas connect yeah. and how we might leverage other players' turns in order to better set up for our own moves. Yep, yep, definitely. There was a whole bunch of turns there where I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do this turn, and then realised I was, you know, one, one pearl short or, like, I'd forgotten to get that card that I needed or I need that other resource. Um, yeah. Also, knowing the value of the stuff that's getting turned over the top is also very relevant. If there's like something yeah. that's super useful, then yeah, pay pay two pearls for it. But honestly, like unless it's gonna, you know, make a whole set or give you something to recruit a new lord with, it's yeah, yeah. It's not worth the pearls. Yeah. But um, I really love the different like schools. There's like you know crabs and jellyfish and. Uh, like seahorses, there, there's the seahorses and the tentacles. Octopus. Yeah, octopus, octopi, yeah. squids, etc. Squid. Yeah, it was yeah, Squid. yeah, very colourful, very thematic. I loved that, but uh, yeah, the gameplay just I don't know. It, it yeah, for a game that took that I, long, you like yeah. Yeah, I'd certainly give it another play. I don't think I'm running out to buy it though. Yeah. However, if they did some framed prints, I'm listening. Some framed prints. <laughs> oh, yep. Um, or if it showed up in the second-hand store, I would be there in a flash. I'd be like, "Yep, yeah, that's worth. Oh, yes. That's worth forty bucks. That's worth fifty bucks." But um, was there anything else at the second-hand store that you came across, Nick, that you really liked? Uh, yeah. Look, there were a few things at the second-hand store. I got a copy of uh, *Study in Emerald*, which is a game based on a book by Neil Gaiman, which was sort of based on a book by Arthur Conan Doyle. So, uh, which is a bit interesting. <laughs> And who's the uh, game by? Yeah, it was pretty good. I have no idea. We've never talked about this person before on the podcast. <laughs> so the game is by Martin Wallace. Um, yeah. Oh, is it? There you go. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, took me too long. <laughs> and the... Uh, 
Um, I, I honestly have never played it before, so what is it that appeals to you about this game? Have you tried it? What is it like? Uh, I played it once, three and a half years ago. I remember it being okay. Okay. That's the, that's the limit of my experience with it. So I bought it because it was cheap. Okay, cool. And it was a oh. second edition, unless I'm mistaken. Is that correct? Uh, yes, because apparently the first edition is Satan's Tears. So, um, Ouch! Hey, look, I'm just repeating what I read on the internet. Having played neither in the past three and a half years, I probably can't form a valid opinion until I've like actually had a go. So, yeah, very good. The art certainly looks nicer. It, it was pretty. Yep. Did you pick up anything at the second-hand store, Crystal? I picked up what I feel is way too much. <laughs> I now have a new shelf of games to play. Yep. And maybe not so much time to play them, given Derby is starting back. But uh. I think the biggest bargain was like a barely touched copy of Blood Rage, which is a minis kind of war game. Oh, really? Which I was, I, I'd had on my list to try for a while, yep. but um, having a copy means I get to play it at home. At your own leisure. So I'll be interested. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how that goes. Um, most of my two-player gaming I do with Mrs. Crystal, Mr. Crystal, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's not really down for war games as much as I am. Yep. So we'll see how he likes it. I, I don't know that I'll necessarily keep it in my collection for too long if he's not keen on it. Okay. Um. um do you mind if I ask how much you caught? Caught it for? I paid forty-five dollars for it, oh, and it was wow. brand new yeah. for one hundred and ten. So that's yeah. an amazing bargain. That yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, that's a great purchase. Yeah. I would have even bought that myself. I assume that was on the first day. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. on the first run through. Yeah, nice. Did you guys uh, end I, up like waiting in queue and all that sort of stuff? No. So they had a slightly different system this year. So if you went up early, like before the line started, you were handed a ticket. Uh, and that ticket told you what time you could enter. So then you kind of came and lined up at about that time. Nice. I think, yeah, yeah we had the 11 o'clock slot, which is the first slot, and we were we were up there, I don't know, ha- half an hour early, 20 minutes early, Nick? Yeah, about that. Yeah, so we got we're in... We were among the first six or so people in the door. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we found some really good buys, I think. Yeah, well, some I sweet did. deals. Yeah. You didn't get to see the second-hand market, did you? No, no, I did. Tongue. I went in. Um, yeah. I had a good look around, and I found Nick's copy of Blood Bowl that he thought had been stolen for a little bit. Um, annoyingly, it's actually possible to still find good deals and good games later in the day, uh, because people will find them, and then not quite sure whether they want to get it or not, and they'll hide it somewhere. Like, you know, under a stack of miniatures, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they'll, yeah, you know, go on price compare versus, like, brand new and stuff like that to see if they still want to actually buy it secondhand. But, um... Yeah. So you can still find stuff there uh, if you look carefully enough. But, um... I had a look around. I didn't really see anything that super, like really caught my eye. Honestly, I I I have been the least uh, you know after merchandise I've ever been at CanCon this year. 
like um, I I picked up copies of Castles in Jamaica and then this Port Royal game and that's it. Like I don't really need anything else. <laughs> I wonder if that's because our collections have grown over the years and we realise that now we're limited by space, or whether because we've been to CanCon before and have a better feel for what what retailers have the de- deals and what um, we can potentially find in the secondhand market that we kind of know that the first day morning is kind of our shopping and then it's that that's enough. We're all in for the games. I, I, I feel like for me, it's more to do with uh, I'm becoming more discerning with which games I actually spend my time on because my time is becoming much more valuable. Like, yep. And I don't have time to spend playing, you know, a, a bad game for like six hours. Uh, so, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, cool. Uh, was there any other games that you guys tried that you, like, I am interested to hear if there's anything else that you played on, like, Sunday or something that I didn't get to, you know. Oh, Nick, do we want to talk about Vivarium? Uh, yeah, look, Vivarium was interesting. Uh, it was, I'll give a brief <laughs> summary of my feelings on it. It was a dumpster fire. Um it was probably the worst game I played at CanCon. Actually, it was the worst game I played at CanCon. The rules were very poorly written. Uh, the combat and concepts in the game were fine, but also executed in the worst way possible. So there was a point at which you earned a currency in the game called energy. Uh, instead of giving you energy tokens, uh, they gave you a spinner disc, like in um, King of Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. A spinner disc on a piece of cardboard that you picked up all the time and bumped the number on. Oh, dear. Mm. It was next to impossible to keep track of the things you had. Uh, yeah. Like, the art the, ca- the art on the cards was good, apart from the little helper cards, which looked like the image had been resized incorrectly, so it was kind of blurry and fuzzy. Oh. And all the text was, like, super tiny. Uh, and I just got, like, I chose the Tigers as my starting race, and the way their population ability, so the way you get dudes on the board, um, just was written really bad. So I wasn't, the way I interpreted it meant that I couldn't actually get dudes on the board. Oh, so, that, yeah. That, that sounds counterproductive. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I... really... I would say that the um, the art wasn't good. It okay. was just ordinary. Yeah, there was a picture of a tiger. Yeah, there was a picture of a snake, but it didn't pop. It wasn't okay. particularly good. It sounded it looked like it was out of a um, natural history textbook from the 1960s, honestly. Okay. It was fine. It just wasn't... There was nothing compelling about that game. I really wanted to like it because it is from a local designer, but... I couldn't. Yeah. We didn't finish because we couldn't understand it. I've there. There are very few local designers that I, I I held in high regard aside from Martin, um, and he's a bit of an import as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's an, he's as Australian as Crowded House, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, did you guys get to play Libertalia? Uh, no, no, but I have played it in the past. Okay. Well, that'll go on yeah, the list. There actually for... was a lot of water-based and pirate-based games this year. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's all Vikings, pirates, and the sea. So. Yeah, like we we well, played. So there's Port Royal, and then we played Oceanus, which is a submarine exploration game. You know, I can't believe it's not Finding Nemo. And <laughs> then we had Jamaica as well. By Bruno Canizia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think there were still yet other water-based games we played. Um, yes, yeah, so I played Army of Frogs earlier in the day as well. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's um, Abyss as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it, it's it's good to be over the zombie hurdle. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of zombies over the last few years, wasn't there? Definitely was. So, thanks for joining us this week. We hope you've enjoyed yourselves as much as we have. You can catch us on Twitter at WellPlayedAU. You can send us questions, comments, or abuse at WellPlayedAU at gmail.com. And if you like us, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or a like on YouTube. Uh, if you enjoy the music for the podcast, have a look at Cloud Control on iTunes or YouTube and pick up one of their albums. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs>